So Kim, how's your day today? It's Dan. It's so lovely. I woke up, the birds were chirping, the CPAC was happening, the Ted Cruz was making jokes about his trip to Cancun, the minimum wage was being canceled, and I thought, my goodness, <laughs> what a lovely day. Can can you imagine? So, so first of all, let me let me let me let me give a disclaimer. Ted Cruz is not Adolf Hitler. Okay. Like obviously when you have to vastly start different. with that i'm so curious what the rest of this is <laughs> right right um so like i say that because I, I i got so tired of whether it was you know the the uh, comparisons of of hitler to president obama from the right or it was the you know uh, well bush is like hitler from the left like whatever that hitler was hitler six million jewish people and others mer- holocaust like it Nothing compares to that. Now, let me go into. Um, can you imagine if Hitler made a joke about like killing he, Jewish he people? He probably did, or something. I have to assume he like, probably can, did. But can you imagine? Uh, I mean, I would assume so. Can you imagine our outrage, though, dude? You did something really, really, really dumb. Like again, not even close to the Holocaust or anything, but going to Cancun while your state is suffering and you're like oh it was my daughter's fault like you're just a terrible human being end of story and they left the dog behind and i have so many thoughts on the dog and like i know that that's oh well listen we've all talked about the dog but let me just put a button on the conversation and then nobody ever has to talk about the dog again as always i want the last possible word on it of course you do first of all you left your dog there what what is wrong with you second of all your dog's name is snowflake and that's a very cute name for a dog, but for somebody who's made an entire career out of doing nothing politically, except for running for president and losing because he sucks, and then own quote owning the libs and calling them all snowflakes, you named your dog Snowflake. And then you threw your kids under the bus. Oh, my kids want to do it. And you know what else? Oh, goodness gracious. She's awake now. You know what else? <laughs> it's... um. I, he came out and was like, this was obviously just like a really bad judgment call. Okay. That's obviously a lie, but okay. Let's pretend like that's what it is. It was just a really bad judgment call. Texas, is this who you want as a Senator? Someone who is so absolutely dumb that they, first of all, have that haircut. Second of all, have that beard would literally never criticize a beard except for his. And third of all, are willing to say, oh, I didn't know that while my state was freezing and an 11 year old boy froze to death, I didn't know it would be a bad idea to go to Cancun. If that, it, that's not yep. true, that's obviously not true. But if it were true, why would you want that person leading your state? Well, he's not leading your right. state. He just holds yes. a Senate seat. He's not doing anything for you, but whatever. Yeah. So fired up much, huh? You know, it's normal. To, it, it, a normal shall, day in this country. <laughs> so shall we um, pivot, pivot <laughs> from our, every time I say pivot, I think of Ross. I can't, I cannot help it. I know it's mm-hmm. terrible, but um Shall we pivot from our, our wake-up call into our actual conversation about um, exploring America from your couch? Sure, let's do it. So this uh, the, the episode kind of, like the title came to my mind, not to yours. I will take credit for how terrible this might be. Um, <laughs> or if it's great, awesome, whatever. If it's great, uh, I did it. If it's terrible, you did it. That's right, 100%. The idea in my head was 
like for two, twofold, number one pandemic, right? We, we can't like, it's really hard to go explore the country and expand our thought processes and break down our biases when we can't leave our home. Right. And obviously like, first of all, we can obviously leave our homes. We are not locked up literally. Yeah. There's just things that we probably shouldn't be doing. Or if we go, we wear a mask, et cetera. So don't, don't at me on Twitter. Tell me we can leave our homes. I know I've been leaving my home anyway. Um, but like, like to, to gather, right. If I'm a white American and I want to go explore what my community looks like outside of my white community, I'm not, I'm not doing that right now. Cause I don't want to put anybody at risk and whatever. Yeah. So that's, that's the idea. And also like, you know, figuring out if you have a bias, if you don't even realize you have it. And then what do I do about beginning to explore that without placing that burden on people of color to say, tell me about racism. Like, yeah, don't do that. Um, <laughs> So that was the impetus of, of this idea. Do you like it? Is that okay? What if, I'm looking for affirmation oh, here. I need affirmation. Sh- you need your attaboys. Do you do. think that that's a familial trait? Because I also need my attaboys all the time. Uh, it might yeah, be. Yeah. It might be the Maria. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yes, I, I think this is a really interesting topic. I'm excited to get into it. So yeah. Cool. Well, then let's do that. Um, listeners, both of you, all three, all four of you, I, I, th- I think every week we add one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe? Okay. Uh, all, all you listeners, uh, my name is Dan Moyle. I am the co-host uh, and second voice of this podcast. I uh, am a Michigander, so middle America, Midwesterner, uh, cisgender, hetero, white male, have often, have long time been um, to the right of center, consider myself conservative. I'm exploring what that looks like nowadays because of people like Ted Cruz and the 45th president uh, and others. So, so that's where I'm at, but I, but I am pretty center still. I'm definitely independent now. Can I stand the, that old party? Um, but that's where I come from my lens of my America and my co-host is the amazing Kim. Kim, go. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for what a welcome to the show. Um, yeah, I'm Kim. I am a white cisgender heterosexual female living in California, living in Los Angeles. And um, I have always been very liberal. And every morning I wake up and Ted Cruz has a dumber haircut and I move just a little tiny bit to the left, just a little tiny bit further because he's owning the libs. Sure. 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 Oh, I hate, uh, anyway, that maybe we need a whole, yeah, we had, we had an episode on the media is not the enemy of the people and that's coming up in a little, in a couple of weeks here. Um, but I think we need also the, your political opponent is not your enemy that leg and that's like a serious one i mean yeah. that's i'm so tired of that owning the libs using basically you know slurs to describe lib, um liberal americans like uh, anyway it's funny that you say that because when you said we're going to do another one called the political your political opponent is not the enemy of the people right before you said that i thought i want to do an episode called yeah but ted cruz is and then you said your thing and i was like <laughs> actually he's right ted cruz is not the enemy of the people he just sucks <laughs> He's not yeah. the enemy of well, the it, people, it is, though. Like you can recognize that, you know, there there is a danger yeah. in saying this person is the enemy of the people versus this person is my opponent. And while I have very strong feelings about him and his general vibe, but he's not the enemy of the people. I don't wish him harm. I just wish that he would wake up one day and like a, a magic spells put been put on him. And now suddenly he thinks he sells hot dogs on the quarter instead of works in the Senate. That's what I wish. <laughs> yeah. 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 
and, and how do you walk the line between, so we are way off track on our title, but oh, that's fine. Time, how, do you, how do you walk the line between like, like he's not the enemy of the people, but I do believe that these, wow. like I, I, the MAGA crowd has become a cult full stop. Like mm-hmm. when you can wheel a literal golden cab <laughs> through the CPAC, like I, I, y'all are supposed to be like ultra conservative Christian evangelical, mm-hmm. whatever. Did you not actually read the Bible? Cause when you do this, this is a bad thing. Why anyway, is he carrying like, a wand? And wearing patriotic shorts. Yeah, it's don't, weird. Don't kneel. Kneeling for the flag is disrespectful, but putting shorts. him on shorts on a golden statue. Really? Anyway, like this, this cult may not be our enemy, but they're acting as enemies to democracy. Like yeah. there's a line. And how do we, like, how do we who see it not call them our enemies? Because Kim, I'm concerned about our democracy. When they dismantle the free press and they put out conspiracy theories constantly and they absolutely ignore truth and they become a cult behind a single person who can do nothing wrong, that's enemy behavior and I'm concerned. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I I don't know. I do think that calling them, I go back and forth, like immediately in one sentence, I want to be like, I guess calling them the enemy is correct, even though calling the enemy them the enemy is concerning. <laughs> like, I yeah, don't want, yeah. I don't wish physical harm to them. However, yeah. they are and currently are, I, I guess enemy is their kind of the only word to use. Opponent is just not strong enough because they have brought violence now into the game. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's also that. So obviously our podcast is very uh, uh, current event focused. Yeah. At times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and we can't help it, right? Like we are living through this. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So let's let's pull it back a little bit. We, we're talking about exploring our country from our couch. Mm-hmm. And like when I when when we say that, when I say, um, how do you explore America from your couch? Like, what does that mean to you? Honestly, it immediately I just pictured me sitting on my couch scroll on Instagram. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Probably not. That's, the, that's one way. Yeah, probably not the best way. But you know, that's one way. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think books, exposing yourself to um, authors that don't necessarily have the same lives as you. Um, mm-hmm. Movies, TV shows, maybe things that are not on the Hollywood foreign press list of best TV shows and movies, maybe explore that a little bit more further. Um, Yeah, I guess since we are at a time and like right now we're, we're at this time where like we really can't go outside of our bubble. It's dangerous and it's disrespectful, frankly, to um, other communities and stuff that for us to go, travel and stuff because we all need to stay potted and and keep everybody healthy. We're in theory, we're all in this together. However, this is an important topic to discuss even outside of the limits of a pandemic because it costs money to be able to go travel, to be able to go see other places, other countries, other states, all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, it's important to have a conversation and to be kind of looking inward and think like, how can I explore our country, explore our world, think about other people besides the people that I'm directly surrounded with, even if I don't have the means to travel. Yeah. And like, I mean, for you, like, there are times when I really 
I envy your position geographically. You are surrounded by diversity. Oh, I'm super, super lucky. Right? Like yeah. you can walk out the door and find cultures, you know, American cultures, world cultures, very, like everything, seemingly everything, probably not quite everything um, around you. Whereas mm-hmm. I, I really can't do that. And, and like, I guess in one sense it's okay, but on the other sense, like that's where I really had to do it, you know, air quotes from my couch. Yeah. You do have to do a little bit more work. Whereas, you know, I can kind of take a drive and, and be driving through and see so many different um, communities and, and different ways of life and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, I found, and so, so much food. Right. Yes. <laughs> can we, can we just make this super flippant about a serious thing, but oh boy. can we just make it all about food? Like, can I just go to restaurants and, f- and find those cultures and just enjoy them? <laughs> I just um, want to eat everything, sure, eat yeah. all the food. Sure. Yeah. Dan, why don't you go, go to different cultures and just only judge them by one thing. <laughs> right, right. Right. And make them serve me their food so that I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm the white guy. You're going to serve me. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. that's a whole, yeah. That's probably a whole thing to unpack there. Oh, there's um, a lot when, to unpack there. Yeah. When you said, um, scrolling Instagram, Mm -hmm. like it it was a joke, but also it's true. I mean, I I sat down this morning before our conversation and made a list of like what I've been doing in the last, I don't know, two years, year and a half to try to, I guess it's been probably two years to try to really expand what I'm doing. And I guess for me too, it goes back to, I'm just thinking this out loud. Welcome to my um, train of thought folks. Good luck. Um, Yeah. So I, we've talked about it. I grew up in uh, Southwest Michigan. So very, very, very white, conservative, you know, cisgender focused, hetero, like, you know, it's, it's a pretty vanilla <laughs> community, <laughs> which is, which is fine. Right. Like my, my hometown in particular too. I mean, I look now back at my class of, you know, 200 fellow students that I graduated with and, you know, the, the diversity was pretty lacking. And so there's that when I was 20, I moved in with you and your mom in Oceanside near San Diego. Mm-hmm. And wow, diversity. Now, Southern California is, you know, pretty heavily uh, Latinx, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Hispanic, um, you know, whether it's uh, Americans of Mexican heritage or it's, uh, you know, recently immigrated uh, or undocumented immigration, it's a, it's a he- heavy uh, Mexican influence mm-hmm. and other Hispanic uh, cultures, but other diversity as well, right? It, it was, it was eye-opening. Yeah. And so for those, you know, six months like that, I think put me on a trajectory eventually to go, wait, white America is not the only America. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> anyway, and that's the height of white privilege, right? <laughs> oh. oh, okay. But in the last two years, you know, books, uh, listening to podcasts, uh, scrolling social media and finding voices that don't sound like mine people who don't look like me, people who don't believe the same thing without trying to change them, right? Just to listen mm-hmm. um, has been my thing. So that was my, my thought when you said that about, about Instagram is like, yeah. So how do you find, so let's, let's look at social media. Do you actively look for those voices who don't match yours in order to explore America from your couch? Um, I don't know if I actively, <laughs> it's tricky because on the one hand, you want to be incorporating and this goes for everybody. This is not just solely like I'm a white person that wants to 
like expand my view in like a very wholesome way. And now I'm saying like, as a white person, I'm going to go follow a bunch of like people of color or our LGBTQ community or our disabled community. I'm going to just follow them and like see them because then that's creepy and also inappropriate and disrespectful and you're not doing it for the right reasons. It's just not, not right. You know what I mean? So I'm not like on Instagram looking up different hashtags so I can follow people that I don't know in, you know, some random town in some random state, but I've been able to expand who I follow on social media, Instagram and Twitter through things like in the summer, there was the share the mic. I don't know if you would call it like a program or whatever. It's just like a share the mic, I guess, event. Um, and I was introduced to a lot of different people that I wanted to start following just because I really liked them. Um, Lovey is is a great person who I started following because I really liked her when I saw her on Share the Mic. And then uh, she's got one book already and one book coming out. Both of them seem great to me. I just pre-ordered her second book, actually. I uh, started following her just because I saw her on there and, and was really like, she just had this very cool energy. Um, same with Brittany Packnett Cunningham. I found her through somebody else I follow on Instagram and Twitter, and um, she was just giving so much great information that I started following her. And then because I followed her, I started following her husband because he had just, he's an incredible photographer. And so, you know, your world starts to expand a little bit, just like it would in real life also. You make friends with somebody, they've got a friend that they bring up here and there, like comes every once in a while to a couple things their friend has like, I don't know, a different point of view, something really cool. So you start being friends with them as well. Like just like in real life, you're not necessarily, I don't know if I'm necessarily seeking out in a voyeuristic white savior kind of way, but more just like interested. What's the difference between white savior voyeuristic and just trying to expand your horizons? Is it the intent behind it? Is it the way you do it? And I ask this because I very much am being purposeful about expanding my my content intake, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's on Twitter, Instagram, books, Netflix, whatever it is, um, listening to black voices, listening to people of color, um, indigenous peoples, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the disability focused, like all of this, I'm trying to, to expand without being a voyeur, mm-hmm. but am I, I guess in your opinion, but am I doing it wrong? I mean, in my opinion, yeah. You always, <laughs> everything you do. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 yeah, no, Because no. you're the, I'm the enemy. No, 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 no. no. <clears throat> Just the opponent. No, but- um, I think, <laughs> well, first of all, I, I think that books, TV shows, movies, that's different than Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, because that's a piece of, well, that that's a piece of content. Now- I say I say that those things are content, whereas like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, that's more personal. Sometimes people have the accounts that they've created to literally create content pieces of information that you can share. That's how it's been built. But if it's someone's like personal Instagram, I think it's a little bit different. I think when it's like someone's personal photos, uh, look into their own personal life, it's like a little bit different. So, so let me let me let me ask this, but let me push back on this though, sure. because like. If, if you want it to be that personal, you can lock your account so that you have to request a follow, right? If you're doing it publicly, you're doing it publicly, right? So I, so like, I can see the public feed that you have. Now, again, I think, I think it's intent. My intent is to listen, is to fill my feed with not necessarily opposition, just different points of view. And, and I try to interact 
intent isn't the end all be all. I don't think, because sometimes our intent can be pure and yet we're being not so pure. Right. Like I, I know that. Yeah. But I think intent, I would hope intent goes a long way. And, and, and I'm, and I'm working through this just because again, like we talked about before cisgender white hetero males are not what's wrong with our country. However, however, <laughs> with what's wrong with our country has typically come from that group, right? And so I'm of that group. And so I'm trying to understand other points of view without being the like that white savior and like, well, I know how to fix this. I'm just going to do it. Don't worry. I got you. Like, no, I, I just, <laughs> I, I want to listen. Right. And so I'm kind of working through that, that I, I would hope that I'm not doing it in a way that is, you know, hurtful, that is oppressive or that is just offensive. Yeah. I don't know. This one's tricky, Dan, because intent does in this type of a situation, I think intent does count for something. And I'm not, this has nothing to do with my personal views on you and who you follow. And sure. yeah, totally. Like if someone truly wants to make their social media account private or, you know, if it's truly not for everyone, then you can make it private. That's just, you know, we live in a world with social media. Um, that is the cat behind me. I apologize to everybody who, uh, but you know what, whatever, the show is free. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, you can make your account private if you want to. Uh, when you put something up on the internet, just a pro tip for literally everybody in the world, when you put something up on the internet, it's on the internet, anyone has access to it, anybody can go see it. And deleting it doesn't necessarily get rid of it. Big time. Also, same with Snapchat. Like, well, they'll tell you if they took a screenshot. Yeah, they'll tell you afterwards. Right. So screenshots already been taken at that point, my friend. Um, and Snapchat itself doesn't delete everything because they have servers and, it, and it, I'm sure it catalogs it. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're, we're popping into this recording because I just, as after we recorded, I um, was just walking around the house and realized like, oh. I forgot this very important thing that I wanted to say, or like I, what I consider to be a very important thing. I had an important thought, which was, I think when you were saying, what's the difference when you're following somebody on Instagram and Twitter between um, being like a white voyeur and trying to expand your worldview, I think it's, are you looking at that person as a whole person or are you using that person as a prop or a tool or just a voice from a person of color you know mm -hmm. are you seeing all of them versus this one part of them i think i understand mm -hmm. um but as michael scott said explain to me like i'm five years old what do you, how do you how do you see the difference like what where is the difference between that what do you when you say a prop versus a whole person what does that really um mean? I, I i really don't know i think it's um I mean, I really hate to say it comes down to intent because I think that intent can be interpreted. I think that intent can be used as an excuse, but I think it's just being aware that this person that you're following is a person. They are not there to educate you. They are not there to expand your worldview. They are there to be a person in this world, to live their own life the way that they interact with you or don't interact with you is up to them, frankly, just like it's up to you, whether or not you want to follow somebody, it's up to them. And, um, kind of going into, yeah, I think the level of expectation, right. Going into it of not like mm -hmm. I'm following you and now I expect you to X, Y, Z versus like, I'm following 
you as a person, just like we would follow anybody as a person. Is it also okay? Like here, so here's one of my thoughts with that prop versus the whole person. I don't have to agree with everything that you do as a whole person. I believe, so here's, here's the difference for me. I've seen this done. I've had this done to me. Um, I will be talking about social justice and then I'll get a direct message from a a white friend who sends me Candace Owens or somebody else. Like there, there are a couple of, of black voices that go against the vast majority of the black community and say, no, 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 no. Racism isn't a thing. You're just playing the victim. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and, and again, it's like a, a few black voices echo that white supremacist trope of we had a black president racism is over mm-hmm. and their white america is using those people as props mm-hmm. they are being voyeurs and only finding that one thing that one black voice that one thing that that agrees with them so i as a white american i believe need to when you say prop versus whole person you know i have let's say for instance um i have a a relatively new friend uh, named Stan. Stan uh, is a fellow marketer. So we have that in common. He's a podcaster. We have that in common. Uh, We began to connect over social justice and political conversations, um, anti-racism work. I don't have to agree with everything that Stan Mm -hmm. says. We can have disagreements. I see him as a whole person. Um, And I'm not using him as a prop in my conversations, like, well, this is what Stan says. Exactly. Right. Like I, like I see that as the difference. Yeah. I think that that is you and Stan have an actual relationship Mm -hmm. with commonalities and things that you, it is okay to disagree with people. I think we fall down the rabbit hole hole of like, I cannot disagree with this person, whether it's politically, whether it's socially, whatever it is, I cannot disagree Mm -hmm. with this person. You can disagree with people because people are people. Somebody using someone like Candace Owens is using that person. Now, it'd be interesting if those same white Americans would, if, if Candace were to say, you know what, I was wrong, blah, blah, blah. If they're like, oh, maybe I should no, listen they to won't. Her. Or they're like, well, then you're no. out, right? Like, exactly. That's, and and honestly, from what I've read of uh, of, of her and, and listened to, she's not going to. Mm-mm. Um but that's also, I could be wrong, right? I mean, I might be using her as a prop, like the anti-prop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But um, but I do think it's important too, like, again, you know, to listen to different voices. Just because I believe these things about, let's say, social justice doesn't mean that I can't listen to people who oppose me and, and try to understand them. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm in the middle of a DM conversation with someone with, with whom I'm not friends, but we have mutual friends. And- this person made a comment on a something that I commented on, and, and it was like, "Oh, really? Everybody who voted for Donald Trump is is a is a is cult and and a member of a cult, and they're dumb." And I was like, mm-hmm. "No, no, no!" But this wheeling of a golden statue of this person, just like a golden calf, is cult behavior. When nothing he says is wrong, and everything he says is right, and what he says, even when it goes against millions of other people that are saying, "No, this is the thing," like that's cult behavior. So yes, that's a cult. And I said, I'm happy to have a conversation with you. I'm not saying that you're dumb because you voted for him. You're a member of a cult or that you're whatever. I said, I just, this is, this is what it is. And if you want to have an act, like, oh, if you want to have a real conversation about it, I'm happy to, I really am. I'm not trying to change you or anything else. I'm just, this is, this is who I am. She was like, yeah, sure. Let's have a, so now we're in a direct message conversation. 
and it's, and it's fine. And I'm not trying, and I told her, I said, I'm not trying to change your mind. Can you help me understand? Like, did you vote for him because you think he's the best candidate or because he has, because he's a Republican? I'm just yeah. curious. And so now we're in that conversation. And, and, I'm, and again, I'm trying to weigh my words, <clears throat> not trying to change her. I'm not going to belittle her. I'm not going to say how wrong I think she is or anything else. I'm just curious. And then here's my perspective. And if you want to continue the conversation, that's fine. And one of the things was racism. She's like, so now everything I say is racist. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm not saying that you are a racist. There are racist ideas that you hold. And it's like a fish in water. They don't realize that mm-hmm. they're in water. The system in which we operate is a racist mm-hmm. system. It was set up that way. When we recognize that, we can see where our biases come in and blah, blah, blah. And so just having that conversation without belittling this person, I'm okay with that at this point because they're not belittling me, right? They're open to discussing things. And we can disagree at the end of the day. We can say, you know what? Agree to disagree. Okay, cool. You know, because I, th- I do think it's important to have opposing viewpoints to a certain degree, yeah. right? I mean, I'm not going to surround myself with like, flag waving white supremacists who want to oppress others like i'm not going to do that that's that's wrong political differences are are one thing my opponent is not my enemy yeah to a degree to a degree right i guess i have a hard time with like and i'm gonna say this but then i feel like this is a different podcast episode we're just popping into this episode right now so i don't want to take us off tracks too much but what i would like to maybe later have a conversation on is um sure we can agree to disagree on taxes we can agree to disagree on schools but uh we can't agree to disagree on racism we need to at some point say this is some things are wrong and some things are right and um, agree to disagree on racism is uh, just not what we're doing anymore, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, that, and that's what I mean. Like, my opponent is not my enemy to a yeah. degree, right? Like, if you're going to set up an insurrection against our own country, that is enemy behavior. And maybe we are actually enemies. Mm-hmm. So, exploring those things may have to come on a later yeah. podcast. There you go. Now, back to the rest of the episode. So, social media is one place. Yeah. Without, again, without being creepy, without being like, I, I, I get it. And I, and I, and I, I'd like to think that having the discussions and being aware, like for me, for instance, just for me personally, and for maybe, you know, white Americans wondering how to expand their horizons, right? Like intent is one thing. It, it is a factor. Also being aware that sometimes you're going to make mistakes and don't be offended when somebody goes, you know what, that was kind of, that would, that wasn't good. Right. Mm-hmm. For instance, if I say to someone that I like, I had an interview recently um, with a, a guest on a podcast that I freelance stuff for, um, had a, an amazing conversation. The guy was awesome. It happens that he's, he's black and I was just enthralled with his story and also his, like his just aura about him. But I was careful not to say, Hey, can we be friends? Cause you're like a nice black guy. Right. And, and I, and I want to expand my horizons and I want to have more diverse friends. Like, I'm not going to do that because that's just, that's just dumb. And while it may sound like I could have probably said it in a better way, I still knew that whatever I said was going to come across that way. Now, instead, what I said was, Hey man, it was great chatting with you. You know, do you mind kind of thing on LinkedIn? I love having people in my, in my feed that like, you got a great story and I'm sure you've got some great content. I want to like be a part of that. And he was like, yeah, man, of course. So like, it was that. So like, like there's, there's a line, right. And, or if I say somebody in my, in my community where it's like, we're beginning to have a conversation, I'm like, Hey, come over and have dinner. Cause I want to learn more about being a black American. Like (laughs) that puts the burden on them. Right. Like that's not, you just, you want to expand your, I believe that you want to expand your, your horizons, expand your knowledge, expand your perspective to make yourself more well-rounded without placing the burden on others 
and you do it organically. I can do it purposefully, but I can do it organically without making it this forced thing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think while you were talking, I was, I, it also occurred to me like what the difference is for social media, because you mentioned LinkedIn. I think when it's somebody who is living a, uh, social media feed profile that is more clearly for the public versus somebody who's like, this is like a, my Instagram, I have 16 followers. It's me and my coworkers. It's me having drinks after work, you know, that kind of stuff. Then that's, and and you don't know that person, then that's weird to follow them. You know what I mean? When it's somebody who's like, they're uh, a public speaker or they're creating more of like a, there's brand, like personal branding happening behind their own social media feeds, then it's not. Okay. I don't know for me, for that's that, that feels like it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and 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 connecting over like a a space like LinkedIn, which is, you know, more of a professional work facing feed. Yeah. And obviously we're talking in very much like our own experience and thoughts and opinions. This Mm -hmm. is not like, you know, here's how to do this. And everybody agrees. This is just our, our, our thoughts, but you should Um, agree with me. Uh, I always do. So (laughs) it's easier. uh, It is easier. Oh man. You don't have to believe it, but it's just easier to say you agree. That's right. (laughs) Cause then you'll just shut up and move on. No, exactly. Um, It'd be better if you just smiled more. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was, I'm, that was, oh my gosh. Anybody listening, if that, if that rubs, if that like triggered something in you, I'm sorry. Uh, we try to make jokes and it's because the misogyny in this world is just too much to handle. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of things I was thinking of too about this, like when I began to realize that, oh, I probably ought to expand my content consumption. Um, books was one place I went for sure. And I, and I set up this, this stack here next to me of like, some of the books that have helped me. Mm-hmm. And so for instance, you know, the, the first one that hit me now, obviously this is an audio medium and we don't necessarily release the video, but um, you know, the first one that hit me was white fragility. I read that and was like, Oh, now this was the, the author is white. So this is not c- consuming content from people of color, but she really opened up my eyes to like a lot of things that I was kind of struggling with. And then I, why are all the black kids sitting together in the cafeteria? That one hit me. I was like, oh, yeah, why like why do we segregate ourselves? Mm-hmm. Right? Segregation is gone. Mm. Why do why do we do legally? That? I know. I mean, legal segregation is gone, but yeah, like why do we do that? So I read that and was like, oh. And so that expanded my my thought process as well, my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Ibram Max Kendi talking about his book, Stand from the Beginning. That that's a difficult, that's like an academic read. That's mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. And then uh David Blight, a slave no more. That was one of those that I you just, I, I don't even remember now, like where I got picked this up from or whatever, but it's two men who escaped to freedom, including their own narratives of emancipation. And, you know, like after the murder of George Floyd, books by Ibram X. Kendi, books, you know, the, the White Fragility, all these flew off the shelves because everybody wanted to learn. Awesome. Great. Yeah. But you look at something like this about like, let's read the accounts of enslaved people who escaped, who like the incredible right i mean yeah. that kind of content and then and then like talking about being a voyeur um conversations in black from ed gordon i was part of a of a book club book discussion that this was the book and and they invited me to so i was like okay and the the two people who started the discussion um black women both mm-hmm. and so i so like inviting me to it i was was really nice 
I don't know how else to say that, but like, mm-hmm. I just, I felt really good that I was asked to be a part of this because this book is written by a black man for the black community. Not that other people can't read it, but I thought, man, it's, it's, it's like that peek in without putting the burden on them personally mm-hmm. to explain racism to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so those are some of the books that I began this exploration of non-white America. Um, and I was real purposeful about it. Like, I don't know. I just feel, and I share it not for the attaboys. I share it not to like make me seem like some really good person because I'm just average, but it's an encouragement to, to those of us who are even just beginning to understand if you would just had this twinge of like, huh, I wonder, these are the things that we can do. Read mm-hmm. those books, take time to do it. Listen to the podcasts. We can talk about some other, like other media too. I want to give you a chance and not just have this be a monologue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's what, that's what I was thinking with books. That was my thought on books. I forgot about podcasts. <laughs> just going to acknowledge that on this podcast. That when we were yeah. talking about media, I sort of forgot about podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Um, something that I do want to note though, is that if you are just sort of starting out on a journey of trying to kind of expand your worldview, make sure that you're not only doing it through one thing. I want to know the story of Harriet Tubman. So I'm going to watch the movie Harriet, the movie that came out like two years ago, I think. Because remember that you're getting one person's story and one person's view and you want to you know, especially, I don't know, I was just thinking of um, movies like The Green Book and stuff where they kind of um, make it seem like, I guess The Green Book is really just, I didn't see The Green Book, so I can't really comment on it, but I uh, saw a lot of comments on it that looked like it was pretty much like a white savior kind of a movie. Um, So I, I think it's just something to remember is that, especially with films, but also with books as well, to make sure that if you're interested in a topic, that you're not just reading this one book or watching this one movie and now you know everything. Oh yeah, it's just, a journey. Just like with, we were talking about Selma in the last episode and and Selma I think is a great example in that it is pretty true to history. It is also a very well-made movie. It doesn't shy away from some of the um, moments that are a little bit harder to watch, but even that movie, as great as it is, doesn't have time to tell you all the stories um, for, you know, just this little snippet of history there. So, you know, you want to watch the movie, grab a book. Um, A lot of also speaking of uh, just Ava DuVernay's films um, for the 13th, there's also like a great uh, Netflix put together. It's for classes, but I still thought it was really interesting. Um, a little like supplemental reading packet that you could look at and stuff. So, oh, okay. um, you, you know, there's always more things to learn, more things to read, more things to watch. Yeah. That's absolutely that keeps me up at night. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. There's so much to yeah. read. <laughs> I, I don't even know how, I mean, yeah, I don't know how you get through it all. And I, and I think like, it's overwhelming as I can feel. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to say this for myself more than anything. I think it's okay that we don't get through everything. Totally. Right. Yeah. Like it's okay. We, as long as you, I believe as long as you're still hungry for it, you're working on it. And, and especially you guys, know, white America, just keep listening. Right. I, yeah. I follow a, a list on Twitter, listen to black women. Um, because my friend, Laura, Laura Fitton, who on Twitter goes by pistachio. Uh, she is cisgender hetero white woman. She, um, you know, she introduced me to this, this list, like on purpose before the election 
of 2020. Here's a list of ways to help. If you're interested in, you know, dismantling this patriarchal and white supremacist system, we need to do these things. And um, amplifying black voices is one of them. And again, doing it not from the intent of I'm the white savior, I have all the power, let me give you some of that power. It's just, you have your own power, let me stand shoulder to shoulder with you and amplify. Mm-hmm. Right, there's a, there's a, there's a difference. Um, so I followed that list of listen to black women and, and I go look at that often and just go, okay, I didn't think of it that way. I didn't realize that. And, and, and it helps me continue to learn. In addition to, you know, the podcast, the books, the Netflix, that, that Netflix special 13th, wow. Like again, powerful. I am I am surprised and appalled at the ignorance that I have, and I'm trying to not be so ignorant. (laughs) Like, you know, you can you can really bury your head in the sand. Anyway, yeah. Um, what about other like, like you mentioned, you know, Ava, who created um, Thirteenth, and and she's made so many great films and has done so much great content and has has been a, a huge voice in this space. Mm-hmm. Other uh, BIPOC voices, again, just, just following those. You know, I you, you said you forgot about podcasts. <laughs> I, I have I so many too. Right? Like it's such a, a, a <laughs> powerful medium. And, and it doesn't have to be like, well, I'm going to go find a, a, a podcast on, you know, Black America or something like that, right? Like, but there are podcast creators. Mm-hmm who are of that community who just create podcasts. You know, I found one at one point called the secret to success and um, they're actually Michiganders uh, or they're at least they're in Michigan right now. I think they're maybe from Chicago originally or whatever. Anyway um, they're in Michigan, which is awesome, which I, you know, as a Michigander, I'm like, Hey, yeah, Michigan pride, baby. (laughs) Um, Anyway, but they're, they're podcast, they're entrepreneurs. So there are capitalists. So this is not like a, you know, socialism for everybody kind of a thing, just because you're listening (laughs) to people of color doesn't mean that like they're all, Anyway, whatever. I'm speaking to, to white America on that one because I just I get so many stupid stereotypes and myths that get pushed at me when I'm talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. In any case, the secret to success, um, they're entrepreneurs, uh, they're business people, and, and I was very interested. But their show that got me was talking after the murder of George Floyd, they were talking about what it's like to be black in America. And then I began to just listen to their other episodes. And like, it's just so interesting to hear, again, different perspectives right? Mm-hmm. The entrepreneurs that I've always seemed to connect with are white males. What about women entrepreneurs? What about people of color entrepreneurs? What about other people who don't look like me? And just taking in that content and listening and engaging with it, it just expands your knowledge base and your empathy, mm-hmm. you know? Um, anyway, I don't know where that's going. That's just what, one of my thoughts though, was finding those podcasts, again, that don't necessarily speak to exactly what you're trying to, you know, maybe solve or whatever, but you just taking that other content, right? Yeah, absolutely. Go, uh, you know, look, look on your podcast app, hit the browse button, see what's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast roulette. No. what, What do you mean? No. What do you mean? No, no. Like my, my boss, one of the things that he does is he listens to so many podcasts. He'll go just like scroll and stop and look at it and go, okay. And listen to like one episode. Oh, interesting. Right. Okay. You just kind of are always changing. And then you have your other ones too. And you listen to regularly and then you can be purposeful too. Like, again, find something like the secret to success and go, okay, here's a perspective that I want to do for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know then, why I said and, no. I, <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. Just nah. 
No, you're wrong. Yeah. Because that's what you do. Yeah. That's Kim. I'm bad. <laughs> um, I read a book, again, like not about social justice, not about expand anything, but it, but it's called Find Another Dream from Maysoon Zaid. And I don't even remember now like why I found it, but I found it and was like, well, that seems interesting. And she's Palestinian. Uh, her parents immigrated. Uh, they are fighting still for their uh, independence, an independent state, uh, you know, in relation to Israel. She's a comedian. She has cerebral palsy. And it was just basically her memoir. And it was just interesting. Like there was no big lesson necessarily, but it, again, helped me to develop empathy for a different culture. It humanized this big idea of like Palestine versus Israel. And they're like, this is a, the, the, there's no peace in the Middle East and everybody's blah, blah, blah. And like this humanized people. Mm -hmm. And that's so important. The dehumanization of others is rampant in our country and we need to stop that. So like something like that, right? Take in content from, from people of color or other religions or other countries or whatever and just realize that your echo chamber is not the only thing out there. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is remembering that your echo chamber is not, is an echo, is not the true sounds of the world. Yeah. That's, that was well said. Thank Sounds you. Like you wrote that out or something. You didn't. I didn't. That's from the old the top, noggin. The top of your head. Yeah. Content from other people mm -hmm. who don't look like you, who don't believe the same thing you do. And you it, don't have to argue with them. Just listen to understand. And it doesn't even necessarily need to be a biography, a history book, current events books, all that kind of stuff. You can also be taking in content from authors and creators that just, they their voices are not the same as yours, but it doesn't have to be, you know, take in fiction and pieces of art and, and different paintings and uh, music and all that kind of stuff. Be, all of your music doesn't have to sound like the your local radio station. Right. You know what I mean? Your books yeah. don't all have to be, well, I'm reading this history book by this black author, but all of my fiction pieces are are by white authors. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you can take in, be willing to immerse yourself in as much, like take in as much as you can, be porous in the way that you take in your culture yep. and your content. I wish I could tell you exactly how I found it, but there's a, a pastor in the Chicago area who has a church and, and he has a, a story about how he tried to diversify his church. And like the, the American Christian white church trying to diversify has done so many bad things to do this. Um, diversity is important, mm -hmm. but how you do it is important too. And one of the things that he did, you know, he, he went and met with like three or four um, black pastors and he was like, okay, they're going to love that. I want to diversify and they're going to blah, blah, blah. And they like kind of, kind of put him in a, in, a, in his place and he walked away feeling pretty de dejected. Mm -hmm. um, but he realized that that he had to listen and really take it to heart and not just be offended that like, well, but I'm doing the right thing. Um, and one of the, one of the things that they, that somebody brought up in his discussions was look at, and this is particularly focused on faith, but this can apply to anywhere. Look at the people who influence you, mm -hmm. right? They said, look at all the pastors that you're reading or listening to, or you look up to look at the, the fiction that you take in. You mentioned fiction. Look at the, the music you listen to. How much of that is non-white? You know, mm -hmm. from, from the, the 
big things like mentors to the little things like your local radio station? What are you taking in that doesn't look like you just to be able to have a little diversity in your life? And he, Daniel is his name. And um, yeah, it's incredible. And then I go back and I, and I, I've been listening to, to their podcast because um, you know, again, part of my faith, uh, that's what I want to do, but because they, they have like their music, their worship is different from what I've ever heard. It's different because they have truly diversified. Um, it's river city community church. Daniel Hill is the guy and he's an author and he's the lead pastor there, but they have so much just, so, and, and like their church fights for social justice without being the white savior. It's just, it's incredible. And so being able to understand that, again, the content you take in, it really is important and just mm-hmm. being aware of it. Yeah, absolutely. Without placing the burden on people of color. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've, I've noticed that about myself. Like I, I want to, I have this desire to sit down and, and like, this is going to sound really dumb. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Don't at me. Like I have that this, damn oil. <laughs> I have this like idea of sitting down with, you know, for dinner with a diverse group of people and just asking them about their experience. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and as, it is like nice as it might sound on, on its surface that still puts the burden on people of color to be re-traumatized, to mm-hmm. tell their story, talk about, you know, racism, talk about microaggressions, talk about, you know, brutality, talk about oppression, whatever. And it's re-traumatizing. Now, if someone trusts me, enough to talk to me, then that's one thing. But to try to ask them about it is a whole nother thing. And I've had to kind of wrestle with that because I, I want to be that empathetic ear and understand and everything else. But then like walking that line between that and being a, a voyeur or being the white savior or re-traumatizing yeah. all of that. I can't do that to people. And I have to remember that. Yeah. Just a thought. You can't have dinner anyway, because I mean, there's we're that in too. a pandemic so, still. So, let, so I wonder about this then. What do you think about this? Like once we are out of the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, when I have people of color in my life that I have, be, I have a relationship with, truly have a relationship with, I want to build on that because, because they're good people, because yes, it does expand my world, which is a good thing, but I'm not doing it like to take something from them. Yeah. Anyway, um, is it better to say, come to my house and have dinner? Do you think, or is it better to say, Hey, wait for them to invite me into their community so that I'm part of their community. I struggle with that right now. Um, I don't know. I, and what do I know also, right, <laughs> you right. know, I mean, this is two white um, people talking about this. So like, yeah, for, like, yeah we don't yeah. know. Well, I don't know anything. <laughs> um, I, I think it's, I think it depends on the intent behind the ask, the ask behind the ask. Are you, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to build a relationship with somebody, build a friendship out of this? And when you're friends with somebody, truly friends with somebody, you learn about them just as it, as it goes, you know, Mm -hmm. in, in little bits and pieces. Um, Or are you trying to learn about a whole community through one person? Because that's never going to be the thing. That's a good point. That's, that's just not, we are, human beings are multifaceted and, um, we're all so different. And even though, you know, some people have a lot in common with other people, we're all our own deal, you know? And so I think it depends on what the ask behind the ask is. That's really, that's a good point. 
Oh. I think I think part of why I struggle with it is because I was like my initial thought was, well, I'll in, I'll invite some some friends over and cook them dinner and we'll have a nice conversation and I just will get to know them better and I'm not going to like interrogate them or anything else. Sure. On the other side of that, I've, I've heard in conversations, podcasts, reading online, whatever, like I've heard this voice of, well, is there like black Americans in particular have to put on a different coat metaphor when they come into your home, you don't expect them to act a certain way or whatever. Like they have to like have this persona Mm -hmm. when you're invited into their community, they're in their community. And so if they invite you to their home and break to break bread, they're, they're comfortable. They don't have to come and put on the, I'm going to white person's coat or face or persona or whatever. And so I was like, oh, I hope that if I have the opportunity to invite someone over who isn't white because just we're friends, that they don't feel like they have to put on a certain persona with me. I hope Mm -hmm. that I can be that place where we can just be our own selves, whoever that is. Um, And it just like, I don't know. On one hand, I like thinking that. On the other hand, I I feel like I sound very white savior too. So I, I struggle with that. I mean, I think, are you talking about armchair expert? latest episode of armchair um no no i didn't listen to that in a while that also got brought up um recently on their podcast as well um yeah i i think uh i don't know so when you're describing this you're saying like i want to invite this person to my home versus i want them to invite me into their community okay which is two different things okay you know what i mean yeah, no, I, I do. I'm thinking through like what that means to me then, like why I said it differently. And is that, yeah, I, I guess that that's the first thing that jumped out at me is what's the difference between inviting somebody into your home versus being invited into somebody's community. That's, I, I think just like with anybody that you're friends with, inviting somebody into their, inviting like a new friend into your world you're, is, is different than saying like, let's go out for dinner why don't you come over for dinner you know that kind of stuff that's a good question uh, yeah hmm. lots on lots of like just something to and... think about you don't have to have an answer right now yeah. i just noticed that when you were saying it that was something that you said yeah 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 it's a lot to think about yeah I don't, i'm not trying to like think of an answer i'm just thinking yeah. through it and, um, and the other thing that i would while you're thinking about that the other thing that i would point out to people is like uh opening up your world more taking in different content is not you don't have to push back against different content you know what I mean I think that sometimes people think like well I don't want to like somebody having a different life than you having lived a different life than you living in a different community than you living in a different state a different city a different world whatever that's not against you (laughs) that is for them And so I think it's important that people just are careful of their attitude going into cracking open a book, turning on a movie, listening to a podcast and going into it with like an open view. Not that you're not Dan, I'm just saying like in general, you know, going into it with an open mind, being willing to listen and understand that like people living a different life than you is not an attack on you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not like, I can, you know, um, the, the book that I mentioned, uh, from Maysoon, 
that doesn't mean that I'm trying to abandon my Christianity because I'm listening to someone from Palestine. Like I'm not like I'm not trying, you know, learning about another culture isn't trying to cancel mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like just being empathetic and understanding that there are other people, which is a beautiful thing that the tapestry of our, of our world is beautiful and we can enjoy that without diminishing who we are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. 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 So that's how you explore. That's good. Yeah. Read a book. It's not the end of the world. Just read a book. <laughs> it feels like the end of the world sometimes right now. Well, we're but all, our brains have been reading broken. a book is Twitter not. only allows 240 characters. That's all our brains can take in right now. We don't need always. Oh, do you not know your social media, Kim? I just type until it tells me to stop. It's 140, 280. Come on. Uh, <laughs> it's double. <laughs> but, you know, our brains are broken. We don't even read those 280 characters. We like skim. We, this is where we're at right now in the world is that we have to skim 280 characters. So asking right. to read a book is a big ask, kind it of. Is. You know, what I started is. doing is like, I set, when I started getting back into like, I have to sit down and read. Set a timer for like 20 minutes on your phone. I heard somebody say this and it was really good and it's worked. Set a timer for like 20 minutes on your phone. You can do 20 minutes. By the time that timer goes off, you're going to be in the book by then. And you're probably going to keep going for a little bit longer at least. That was good. Where... So we're going to have some links in the show notes. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm contemplative because there's just so much to still talk about, but that like, that was, that was good. I think, I know. I think exploring America from our couch, uh, that's how we start. And then it's an ongoing journey. Right? Yeah. That's the thing. Exploring the thing. America in your Jimmy jams. <laughs> uh, quite literally today. Anyway, as we record. Yeah. Um, so there's links in our, in our show notes. We're going to put a bunch of links, maybe not all of them because we may not remember everything, but it's there. Uh, but whatever we talk about, just Google it and find it and do your own work. Um, <laughs> Ask Jeeves. There you go. Oh, man. You just dated yourself. You are old. <laughs> I'm so uh, young. I saw it on an episode of TV. Uh-huh. Mm. Ask Jeeves on dial-up internet. Yeah, so look up those show notes. If you have questions, email us, myamericapod at gmail.com. Hit us up on the socials. Uh, mm-hmm. Instagram and Twitter is where myamericapod is. Uh, I'm at Dan Moyle on all those as well. I'm at Kim Moffat. On Twitter, I only use... 240 characters. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, know, you know, I had to do something. I mean, come on. I know, I forgot. I, I like to correct you for fun, not to make you feel dumb. It's all about the intent, right? All right, there you go. MyAmericaPod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you or listen. You'll hear us next time. Whoops. We are terrible at this outro, aren't we? Yeah. Should you write one? Nah. <laughs> <laughs>